Hello everyone. Welcome to the Booming Small Business. This is Dr. Inibega Dasonia. Hope everybody is doing fine. Um, another another exciting topic today. Today we're going to talk about how to expand um, at the international level. Now I know um, the last podcast I spoke about how to expand nationally. And so I said that I will talk about how to expand internationally. Um, you might be saying, oh, how can my small business, um, you know, expand internationally? But it is possible. A lot of um, small businesses are, you know, expanding outside the borders of the U.S. Um, and so it's doable. Now, most small businesses that want to expand or you want to take their, their business to another level, um, actually, if they do want to expand internationally, they first of all look at comp, um, um, countries where the U.S. has um, tax treaties. What does this mean? Um, there are some agreements that the U.S. has that if, um, let's say, you're a resident of one country and you work in another country or uh, like in the US or you're a resident of another country, a citizen of another country, um, it, there's an agreement that, that, that the, the US has with those countries about how taxes are, are paid, right? There are some countries that will say, okay, you know what, because you pay, con- um, you know, you pay foreign taxes, you get something like a tax credit. There are all kinds of um, um, bilateral agreements that the U.S. has with several countries. So a lot of countries, um, a lot of businesses that want to expand internationally really look at businesses that have um, a platform of, um, you know, they have a tax treaties with the U.S. Now, one of the things that, that they look at or, I mean, in, in expansion you should look at is um, a permanent things like permanent establishment. I'll go into that a little bit. Usually, U.S. tax treaties exempt source country taxation on business profits ends from activities in a contracted state, unless such profits are attributable to a permanent establishment. All right. So, if you transact business and there's no permanent establishment, the most treaties say that you exempt from taxes. Your company will be exempt from taxes. So. I'm going to dig in a little bit and explain to you what do you mean, what do I mean by permanent establishment. Um, permanent establishment can be based on a taxpayer's own activity, direct PE, PE is permanent establishment, or on agent's activities, which is agency's PE. All right? So, a direct PE, what does a direct PE mean? Now, permanent establishment... We look at the, a place of management, assuming that you have a, um, a business in a different country and that's where you manage your business. A lot of people do that. A lot of companies might do that. Um, and um, you might say, yeah, this is, you know, we're not trying to expand that big. But I know a lot of people that have businesses, maybe they are from a different country and they, they are now in the U.S. and they still want to have that, that presence in their former maybe place of birth 
uh, maybe they have family members that could manage it over there and um, they want to really have that kind of um, back and forth business you know back and forth um you know to you know establish in maybe their country of birth or maybe their, their father's country of birth or mother's country of birth and also establish in this country or the when i say this country i want i'm referring to the u.s now a permanent establishment is a direct permanent establishment occurs when there's a, as i said a place of management a branch an office a factory a workshop um and a mine or an oil or gas well or any other place of extraction of natural resources um this is just the general rule there are some variations here and there but basically that's what is a permanent establishment means you establish it's like established permanently in another city another location all right again remember a place of management a branch an office a factory a workshop and a mine or an oil gas well you know a quarry or, or any other place of extraction of natural resources um again rules differ um um, the treaties, tax treaties are very complex, but I just find that very interesting and um, just to see um, how broad a business can go. And again, you don't have to be a multi-million dollar business. Of course, I know a lot of small businesses, you want to become, you know, you're growing, you want to growth, right? Small businesses start as a small business, but I mean, I don't believe anybody's in a business so that they will not grow, right? So most of the time, people get into business so they will grow, okay? Um, okay, now, there's a safe harbor, meaning that there are some cases that this does not apply. So, again, there's difficulties in conducting business in a foreign country and, again, establishing a PE. Now, a PE is not established when example use of facilities for purpose of storage display or delivery of merchandise belonging to the enterprise you know that sometimes that you know you have a storage facility right and um you know if you're exporting things and you have a storage facility in a place just for distribution of your products now a lot of tax treaties do not see that as a permanent establishment so remember what are we looking at we're looking at does this constitute taxes that is the big issue so when we're talking about permanent establishment we're talking about it does this mean that there's there's tax in that other country so usually when there's no permanent establishment right when there's no pe then there's no tax so the issue is that most countries try to say okay yes i want to this this what you you are doing now is actually establishing you're having a permanent establishment so because of that your tax tax in my country right let's say i mean i'm talking about we're in the u.s now trying to establish another country but again the except exceptions right if let's say me I, I i produce maybe clothing and i have um apra and i have um i i maybe sell in australia and i just have a storage facility just to be able to make sure i fulfill orders very easily then in that case that's not a permanent establishment all right maintainers of a stock of goods or merchandise belonging to the resident for storage display or delivery that too is somehow like what i said is not um you know a a a permanent establishment maintainers of stock or goods or merchandise belonging to the enterprise for the purpose of processing by another enterprise 
You know, sometimes I might have someone there that actually process processes my apparel, right? Or my the sale of my of my of my clothing. For example, that is not a permanent establishment. Maintainers a fixed place of business solely for the purchase um, um, for the purchase of carrying or for the purpose of carrying on for this enterprise any other ent- activity of preparatory or auxiliary oh, sorry auxiliary auxiliary character so again if, if you're just having a place to prepare um maybe your items for sale right it's you know you maybe you can't you can't finish it maybe it's more expensive for you to um maybe you're ex- um, getting a machinery let's say you sell expensive machinery and you can't is it more expensive for you to ship it ship it as um as a whole piece so you have to um you know in the other country get things situated so you can you know push that machinery out something like that is not really a permanent establishment and maintainers of a fixed place of business solely for any combination of the above facilities provided that the overall activity of the fixed place of business is preparatory or auxiliary in character again maintaining a place just not just trying to put things in place um it's not like it's a permanent place it's not a permanent established not an office just people it's not a management office or something like that okay now for example ttc company sends staff to France to present an exhibition for a show for 10 weeks without the option of renewal. The show and um, presenters are all U.S. citizens or residents. Fees paid, paid to transport per diem and other rent-related fees are paid to TTC Co. All staff are from TTC Co. who are responsible for the supervision of the exhibition, although the hotel staff can be hired to help in the presentation according to the U.S.-France Treaty with the U.S. Now, that is not regarded as a PE, right? Just going there, the TTC went there for an exhibition, getting things in order, just, you know, um, to um, create awareness for the for the products just an exhibition that is not a permanent establishment but on the other hand um if ttc operates a concession in denmark for six months for two executive years under the u.s denmark treaty this is regarded as a permanent establishment so again as i said whenever i always i talk about things like this i'm not trying to make anybody um an expert in taxes but it's just again to create awareness because this is not this is really again a broad um, explanation because you can't go through these classes uh, sorry this or read these blogs or listen to the podcast and really understand um the depth or the width and the um the complexity of um um expanding internationally but um it gives you an idea of what that means all right and then there's something called second men you know let's see that you are a small business and you send your um employees um to work um in an unrelated engine um entity um usually it's for a period of time but this usually doesn't constitute a permanent establishment it's like you know so sometimes second men involves technicians come to they teach people maybe a particular um, um how to use a machinery you know technical employees are sent to just teach or you know help the the business 
on on that this other business to say okay i bought the machinery how does it operate so that's just like second men and that doesn't constitute a permanent establishment remember i mentioned um direct um pe now and an agency pe what does agency pe mean now there are two kinds of agency pe independent agents and dependent agents generally to differentiate between the two an independent agent must be legally and economically independent of the enterprise the agent must be acting in the ordinary course of the business um, note that some domestic laws within the various countries may differ you know so this is just a general as i said general explanation some laws when it comes to some the intricacies of um, um independent or dependent agents might differ um, so but dependent agent has the authority to, con to conclude contracts in the name of the principal and regularly regularly does so all right so other issues that you have to note um we look at things like dividends interest and royalties has specific percentages in treaty countries sometimes moving towards zero withholding taxes various laws apply um so yes your company might be someone that invests in another company in another country um things like that again this is just a broad um explanation and um people might expand through investment company might say i want to invest in a brand that is like me maybe i'm very interested in vince komodo and i um, want to go more into understanding that's if maybe i'm as i said i'm into april there's there's vince komodo and there are other people um, um, that, you know, you might say, oh, I want to invest in this because I like to be part of this, um, larger company, right? Um, then we laws are different. It's different. And then in the U S remember, um, that they con their tax laws that continue to change, but just to understand that tax treaties are very important. So limitation of benefits, non-treaty countries coming to the structure of the company, the savings clause, the exception, exception of savings clause. Um, you know, these that when you're talking about non-treaty companies, um, countries, um, there are countries that do not have treaties with the U.S. So one has to really be careful, even though sometimes it's exciting to go into those countries and, and try to, you know, make sure you're, you are, you know, um, being, be, they give you a good deal. They usually give good deals or oh, come and invest, come and be part of this, um, this business or come and bring your business into this country. Now one has to be very careful, um, because it's not, um, you know, it's not, I mean, it's your, of course, it's, eventually it's your decision, but really understand the implication of investing in countries that do not have, um, treaties. Sometimes again, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes, um, maybe you want to help, um, disadvantageous countries, you know, that does, even though they don't have treaties in the U S there's nothing really negative about that, but you have to understand why they don't have treaties. If it's because they have, they're into so many things that are negative and the U S is really against those, th those things, then be very careful if you want to go into business with in, in such a country. But if it's just that, Oh, the country is trying to develop and they have not really gotten their, their processes in place. That is a different ballgame. But again, um, you know, it's very good for you to, um, understand if you want to really expand into such countries 
Um, some U.S. Com com uh, companies may choose to move their corporate head office to, um, you know, to other countries. In this case, they really want to establish a permanent establishment. They want to because um, you know they want to establish or they want to have that permanent space um, out of the country. And the reason why they do that is just to minimize taxes. Well, um, the U.S. has tried to put a clamp on that. In 2017, there was the Tax Cut and Jobs Act that really prevented that. There are some provisions that were made in put in place, like the Guilty, the Global Intangible Low Tax Income um, Act. There are other ones that are that are provi other provision that was that's the provision under the TCGA. Um, but there are other provisions that that really deter people from trying to move profits outside the U.S. and into these different countries because um, it was realized that a lot of a lot of countries um a lot of countries or a lot of companies actually lost um I'm, i mean or a lot of um u.s lost a lot of revenue to these companies that decided to set up outside um the u.s and so it's very important to note that that so many um there are now a lot of provisions in place to stop that from happening or to deter that from happening so um, it's very important for us to note that because a lot of countries, when you have your profits in that country, is very cheap. Um, to the taxes are very very low, and you make a lot of profit because the cost of labor is cost of labor is low, and um, so many things are uh, infrastructures is low, things like that. The cost very low, and a lot of countries um go out there. I'm sorry, a lot of companies go out to different countries and maximize on that profit, and um, again, the U.S. has said no. And there are some, again, just to reiterate, there are some provisions put in place to stop that. Okay. Um, then internet sales. I know I mentioned this in the, in my, in my blog, um, uh, or even in this part, in the former part podcast where I talked about, um, Nexus and things on the, on the state and the state level, but internationally, you know, you can actually, um, selling internationally is, um, is huge. Um, depending on what you do and what you sell, um, you know there are some countries that even have other tax provisions. So, I mean, I I know that in England we have the VAT, value added tax, but you have to um, the treaties. We look at how is that, how does that impact tax treaties, right? How does that impact? Oh, I mean, selling selling on the internet. Um, so again, it's um, internet sales. Um, global selling has really made it fantastic. And so, um, the world has become smaller, as I said, as I say, when I, I say that, you know, it becomes smaller, but you have to also understand that there are provisions and you want to make sure that you are, you are very conversant with those provisions. All right. Um, so why is this important? Um, there are tax treaties in place. You have to be very careful. Um, you know, technical international taxation is very, very broad and, and is actually technical. And so in conclusion, I just um, really encourage people to take advantage of the global market. Um, it's really great to do that. And um, but I always say, please work with a tax practitioner, not just any tax practitioner. Um, international taxation is very technical and it's very broad. And if you don't know, as I said, compliance is very important. Ignorance is no excuse in tax law. It's no excuse. But also looking at the other side, if there are benefits out there, why don't you 
you know, want to benefit from those benefits. You know what I mean? It's very important for you to take advantage of those things out there. And if you don't know you that those provisions are available, you will not be able to take advantage of those benefits. All right. So um, wishing everybody success um, that this also has been something that you've learned from and that you would think of saying that, you know what, I do want to go out. Either you want to um, expand domestically, like I mentioned in my last podcast, or even like I'm speaking now internationally, um, grow your business, you know, um, grow your business. You, you, you can still, um, you know, take your business to a different, another level and, um, you know, try and make sure you push and, um, you know, seek knowledge is very important, you know, work with people that are knowledgeable. I always tell businesses that um, I know this is very technical when you go deep inside or want to really understand this, but you don't really need to understand, but you want, you know, this deep technical aspects of this, of these podcasts, this, that's why it's really broad. That's why this is not really technical. It's just really broad. And so, but work with someone. So just work with someone that understands or, or a firm that does understand. All right. Okay, then. I wish you a wonderful week. I'll talk to you some other time or next week. Um, Okay, then have a good one. Um, And of course, wishing you great success. Take care. (laughs) Bye for now.